Well, I'm a real estate broker by practice. I've been a real estate broker um, in California for 18 years, and I originally got into real estate as a vehicle to build my fortune. However, I've had some bumps uh, over the years, and I realized that, you know, these three secrets that we're going to discuss in this program are the keys that I found to be most useful going forward in my real estate investing career. So you're both a, a broker and an investor? Yes. And so I've seen it from both sides. I represent clients to this day, and I also operate as an investor. So I'm looking at it from both angles, representing clients and moving forward as an investor investing in properties. That's perhaps an unusual place to stand, being on both sides of the fence, in a sense, as a broker and an investor. Yeah, it is, because what happened in my first 10 years as a real estate broker, I was a commission-focused agent, and so I literally worked for money. Money wasn't working for me, and I thought that, okay, if I can just keep increasing my sales, that, you know, I would build my fortune. What I realized is that I had absolutely no velocity to any of my money. Thanks, Curtis. And how did you get into real estate, Peter? Well, with me, I can go a little further back than actually being in real estate. I um, have a background as an engineer. And for 16 years, I was in the high-tech field, in the corporate world, as an engineer. And I was being groomed to take over as uh, director of my department as time went on, working under a very fabulous mentor I had. So I worked under him for seven years. One day, they laid him off without telling him. I saw my future right there flash before my eyes. Working hard for a company, you know, dedicating a lot of times, hours, and all of a sudden being laid off without telling you. Seeing that flash before my eyes, I go, no way. I, I can't do this. So I looked for another avenue of liberation. That avenue became real estate. Back in 1999, I started reading books and attending seminars on real estate. And in February 2000, I bought my first real estate investment. So you're relatively recent compared to Curtis. When you bought your first real estate investment, were you still an employee? Yes, I worked full time as an engineer and I also worked as a real estate investor. So basically what I did was from 7.30 to 4.30, I was an engineer. And then from a good uh, nine o'clock to 11.30 at night, I was a real estate investor doing all of my research. Some mornings I had to get up early to make my uh, phone calls, you know, buying properties all over the country and researching all over the country, but it paid off. It kind of reminds me of this boxer named Mike Tyson. And believe it or not, he inspired me. You know, he had an interview asking him, how did you become a world champion at age 19? And he goes, oh, that's very simple. He says, I know for a fact that there was no one at 4 a.m. in the morning running the roads like I am. And I know for a fact there is no one that's having four workouts per day. And I know there's no one running another eight miles, eight o'clock at night. I know there's no one doing that. So when I go into the ring, I have an advantage. So early on in my real estate investment career, that's what I did. I got up earlier than anyone and I worked later than any other investor. So that was my advantage going into any deal um, competing against any other realtor or investor. Let me be clear, Peter, as an employee, you saw that you needed to make a change in terms of your future to secure your future. Why did you choose real estate? 
Well, I was just drawn towards real estate. It met the requirements of what I did in my job. It's all based upon numbers and research. And if you do the numbers and research and make the right decision, you most likely will get good results. So I was able to not play the stock market in real estate. In this program, we're looking at three keys that both of you have discovered and distilled as very important aspects of any deal. Can you tell us why these three secrets? The first secret is to tie the property up. And I think that it's very, very important that, you know, if you're looking at a property that you only have a limited amount of time to be able to tie the property up. You have a realtor on the other line or you have a broker on the other line that's trying to sell you on a property that's available and you have to have it tied up in order for you to be able to move through the property to be able to discover the problems and to determine whether the velocity of money will meet your guidelines. Well, early on, I knew, being an engineer, that I could probably take advantage of problems and properties if I could get the right team. And that's exactly what I did. I was first Curtis's client, then afterwards became his friend and partner. And we always talked about solving problems as a key to our extra strategies, of getting the money out, putting a velocity on your money. We always focus on that. Because early on, I did not have a lot of money. So I needed to be able to do deals where I could invest the money and then pull the money back out so I can do it all over again. And that's what I focused on. So that third part is the velocity of money. Yes. In this audio CD, we're looking specifically at tied up. So what do you mean by that? Is this about really getting into the game? Yeah, it's actually about getting into the game. You can overanalyze a property, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out. However, if you do not tie the property up, you're actually wasting your time analyzing something that you don't have tied up. And I think that if you don't have the ability to tie the property up, you won't move forward in your goal to real estate success. Let's just define the what you mean by tie it up? Well, what we mean by tie it up is to actually make an offer on the property. So once you make an offer, you can contractually tie up the property. And it will be yours for a certain amount of days to investigate, to analyze, and then to decide if you like to pursue or not. But if you don't tie it up, you will never get that opportunity. So if I'm understanding you right, to tie up a property is actually to submit an offer. Who does that offer go to? The offer goes to the realtor, to the listing agent. And what's the process that I can the, to submit the offer? Basically, you're going to analyze the property, make a decision on your offer price and the terms, and then you communicate that with your realtor, or you can do it without a realtor. You submit the offer, and once the offer is accepted, you have tied up the property. Peter, so you've submitted your offer. Can other people submit offers as well? Well, other people can submit the offer at the same time you do. But once your offer is accepted by the seller, they are obligated to only deal with you until you decide that the property is not for you. After you do all of your due diligence and analysis and uh, look at all the contingencies in the contract, you can decide if you'd like to pursue that property or not. 
So you have literally tied up the property where no one else within that time period, be it 15 days or 30 days, can look at the property and purchase it. So it sounds like, Peter, that timing is an important key here to get your offer accepted by the seller before somebody else can. Right. The key is to look at the property and then basically what you want to do is you want to make the call you know, to the realtor. If you don't make the call, I mean, that is the first step. Make the call to the realtor and communicate with them effectively to see if the property is still available. And during that process, within the next two minutes, you want to do the following. You want to be able to build rapport with the realtor. You want to be able to communicate your desire, your intention for the property. And also, you want to be able to use power words to get their intention so they will lock in on you. You know, use words like uh, the word offer. You know, if you're a realtor and you hear the word offer, that immediately corresponds to them getting an accepted contract and being paid a commission. So that's a very good word to use. Uh, Curtis likes to use the word, let's get the ball rolling, which is equally as powerful. Um, a realtor hears, let's get the ball rolling. He knows that you're in action. Yeah. So if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're saying is that you have to communicate with the realtor in such a way that you sound like you, you really do want the property and that you're ready to take action. Exactly. You need to speak with confidence and also speak as if the deal is already done. This all sounds too simple. It is. It's actually simple. You have to be effective enough. You have to communicate in a way that you know that this deal is done. You have to see the deal being done, and you have to communicate that to the realtor or the person on the other end that has the property up for sale. So we immediately go in. We want to tie the property up because then it becomes something that we could actually, in some cases, we may make the offer in, in our names. or in